0: Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I am so excited for today's episode. These are always really fun to do. We're going to be doing a pregnancy update. As of today, I am 26 weeks pregnant with our beautiful baby girl. This is our very first baby. We are so, so excited. And I actually had a doctor's appointment this morning. And so I have some updates for you. We're going to be talking about um of course baby we're going to be talking about how much I've grown we're going to be talking about baby moon nursery baby registry my plans for maternity leave, and resources that I am using to prepare for an unmedicated birth. I'm so excited to share all of it with you because as as you know, this is the Bible's Babies and Business Podcast, and I've been waiting for so long for this sweet baby girl of ours, uh, four years to be exact, to uh, get pregnant with her, and I just cannot wait to share all these details. Let's do it. All right, you guys. As I said in the beginning, I am 26 weeks today. I'm recording this on January 4th, and every Thursday, I turn over to the next week. So in two weeks on Thursday, I will be in the third trimester. I'll be 28 weeks pregnant. It's wild to think that I am so close to that third trimester. This pregnancy has been fantastic so far. Um, There have been a little bit of challenges, which we'll get to here in a moment, but so far, everything has been going really, really well, and I had an appointment today. I accidentally said doctor's appointment. We actually don't have a traditional doctor for this pregnancy. That was a um, really important to me, to me to have a midwife, and so I had a midwife appointment, and so I have some fun things to share with you. Let's start with baby girl herself, okay? She is moving all the time all the time. Uh, she is definitely active. I felt her for the first time a little before 20 weeks. Lucas, however, was not able to feel her uh, until Christmas Day, but it was so cool that he actually got to feel her. Christmas Day, we were laying in bed. And we were at his parents' house uh, and he had his hand on my stomach and he, he felt her move. He actually thought for a moment that it was just like maybe my heartbeat or something. He's, I was like, did you feel that? And he's like, was that you? And I was like, no, that was her. Um, and so he, which is really exciting because we, he's been trying to feel her so many times and she's only allowed him, uh, to feel her movements a few times, uh, but it was super special that it was on Christmas day. So she is thriving. Um, as you know, it is a baby girl. We do have her full name. We're going to hold off on sharing that full name on social media until after she's born and she is due on my birthday. Can it get any more wild than that? Of all the days of the year, there's like a 1 in 365 chance of her being born on my birthday. 366 actually in 2024 since it's a leap year. But um, super wild that there's the possibility of us sharing a birthday. Um, She, of course, may come on a completely different day, but it's super cool that we at least share uh, her due date is my birthday. So the best birthday present ever. On my end, from a growth perspective, I have had a huge growth spurt in the last several weeks. I am up about 27 pounds. My belly this morning was, uh, was measuring at 27. I'm 26 weeks, and my midwife said as long as I'm within two of how many weeks I am, um, and I'm assuming that's 27 inches. Yeah, I think that's 27 inches because 27 centimeters do not think would make any sense. Um, but but 27 inches, um, as long as I'm within two of whatever week I am pregnant, um, she was perfectly good with that. So I'm within one. Um, but yeah, she is, she is growing. I do not have stretch marks yet, which is wild to me because if you see me, my stomach has definitely grown. Like I am for sure expanding. But when I feel my stomach, it does feel really, really moist. And sorry if you don't like that word. <laughs> but it's it's very, it feels dewy. It feels, uh, it doesn't feel dry, at least to me at all. And I was thinking about, man, why don't I have any stretch marks yet? And of course, every woman is different. Every pregnancy is different. Every body is different. And it's not to say that I won't get stretch marks here in the upcoming weeks. But I, one thing that I have been doing that I know is a little bit unique is I've been taking vitamin E for over a year um, and that ha- maybe even two years. I th- I might have started it in 2021. I can't be for sure, but my body has been having vitamin E like internally for a very, very, very long time. And I really do believe that that has been so advantageous in the quality of my skin, the moisturizing of my skin, uh, especially with this pregnancy. That being said, I do also use daily a belly serum and belly cream. It is by Eight Sheep Organics, and I love this duo. It's a duo pack. Um, First, you put the little serum. It has a little dropper, and I put the little serum on. Rub that into my stomach. I I oftentimes do it um, either right out of the shower, or if I hadn't taken a shower that night, I'll just get my belly a little bit wet that's just a personal preference of mine. Like if I'm going to put lotion on my body, if I, if if my skin isn't already damp from the shower, then I will make my skin a little bit damp with a little bit of water. And then I will put the lotion on. That's just, for me, it feels like it absorbs a little bit better. So I put the serum on and then it seals with a belly cream that is super thick. And then I go to sleep with that on. Um, last thing when it comes to my body. Um, Lucas is a big fan, <laughs> big fan. He like is so cute when it comes to touching my stomach or saying goodbye to her before like this morning before he went to work. He kind of, like put his hand on my stomach before he left as if to say goodbye to her. He is just so sweet. He's gonna be the best father. He already is. Now, I told you guys that I had been dealing with nausea and if that was, I, I have very few complaints as far as like when it comes to this pregnancy about how I've been feeling. One of which though was really challenging for me was the nausea. It is now gone for the most part. I believe, I wanna say the last time that I threw up was maybe around 22 weeks to 23 weeks, but that was really, really rough. I have not felt this good since six weeks pregnant. And so uh, that was very challenging there for a hot minute, really trying to like manage the nausea, like what sounded good versus what I knew that I should eat. It was, it was a little bit challenging. However, we are grateful that the nausea is gone. It will come back if I let myself get a little bit too hungry, or I think even like if I don't balance my blood sugar, but for the most part, it is gone and I could not be happier. Up next, we're going to talk about Lucas and I's baby moon. We just got back from our baby moon on Monday on the first of the year, We went to Chicago. Originally, we were going to be planning a a Europe trip. However, we decided that it would be a better move financially to plan a smaller trip. And so that's what we did. We went to Chicago. We stayed at the Waldorf Astoria, which is a beautiful hotel. We also stayed at the Ritz Carlton. We did a spa day at the Waldorf. Lucas took me to some amazing restaurants like I had so much steak. It was absolutely incredible. And it was a trip that was definitely centered around relaxation. I remember one day I just like I, I took up like a a good portion of the afternoon just taking a nap. And Lucas and I were talking about like, that's the point of this trip. This point of this trip is not to like be doing activity after activity. This is just a time for us to have really intentional quality time, because that's my love language, and rest and recharge and spend time in a really great city. And that's what we did. We were there from the 27th of December through the 1st of January. We had a room that looked at the Navy Pier and there were fireworks that went off at midnight on New Year's Eve, which was super cool. And my sister-in-law messaged me and was like, hey, it's... Um, she used her name, which I won't say here on air, but like basically it's baby year. Like, which is so wild to think that I'm going to have a baby this year. I've been waiting for this since 2019. If you don't know our story, we have been wrestling with infertility for four years. We started trying in August of 2019 and we found out that we were pregnant with our little girl, August of 2023. So it has been an absolute dream come true an answered prayer. And it's wild to think that like, I'm going to have a baby this year and she's still on my birthday. Next up we're going to talk about the nursery. So Lucas has really decided and it makes me happy that that he took this initiative that he wants to be in charge of the nursery. He has an eye for craftsmanship. he has this design in his head and I love the design that he has and so he has gotten started since we've gotten back from our baby moon. He has cleared out our daughter's room and he's he. we have the paint. It's not on the walls yet, but uh, he's starting that process of really building out her room. And I do mean building. There is quite a bit of, a fair amount of construction that he's going to be doing in that room. And so he's starting early because I told him, that I really want love to have that room done at least a month in advance so that I can get in there, I can nest, I can move things around, I can get comfortable. And so he is starting on that project and super cool to see him just really get so excited about that project and take that, like that that, that is his, like her room is his project and he's super, um, super invested in it, which is super cool to see. Next up, we're gonna talk about our baby registry so, prior to the weekend, we didn't have much on our baby registry. However, while we were in Chicago, I took an afternoon um m- maybe it might not even been two hours, and I worked on our baby registry. We had been shopping around um window shopping we really didn't buy anything, but we just were window shopping around downtown Chicago we were happening uh we happened to be in Nordstrom's where There were some car seats and some strollers that we could actually look at, which is super cool because here in the Nebraska area, we like the baby store shut down, like which was the saddest thing because I was really excited to go in there and look around and like get to like touch like the equipment and like feel the fabrics. And I just haven't had that opportunity because we don't have one local here. So when we were in Chicago, we got that opportunity and it was super cool. We went back to the hotel. We did some research. We're trying to make things as non-toxic as possible. So we are, I I have been using the Mama Natural Baby Registry Checklist as a guide. Uh, she has some really great products on there that are non-toxic. And so that's been a little bit of our guide. And so we have picked out uh, for, for lot, you know, less, more or less, we've picked out our stroller, we've picked out our car seat, and um, I put some... Uh, a good chunk of things on our baby registry list. It's not completed by any means, but there is a a good chunk of items on our baby registry list. My approach when it comes to the baby registry is minimalism, non-toxic, holistic, minimalist as possible. I'm not here to be uh, perfect, but I, I really do not like clutter. I don't like stuff. I really don't want just stuff at my house. I don't want stuff in her room. If it is on the registry, it's on there for a very specific purpose. And I would so much rather underbuy and realize, oh, I need to go get a few more items rather than overbuy and feel like I just have clutter all around my house or in the nursery. So That's our approach with the baby registry. Again, we are taking a non-toxic approach, not to say that we're perfect with it, but we really are trying to take that approach to avoid unnecessary toxins or exposures that she could have. Um, So if there is a more non-toxic option between two that maybe we're looking at, we're trying to opt for the non-toxic one. So that's how we have been going on the baby registry. We're going to chat through. We have we're going to talk about the birth plan so far. It's not fine-tuned, but we have our I have some ideas around what I would like for my birth to look like, resources that I'm using to plan for the birth. Um, we're going to talk about the baby shower, my nesting plans, and lastly, maternity leave. So that's what we have coming up. Next, we have my birth plan so far. So I want to say this with a grain of salt. These are my birth plans because I'm a person that I like to have a plan. However, I'm holding on to these plans loosely. I know that the Lord the Lord knows how this this birth is going to go and of course our baby you know she she could throw us for a loop um it, however I'm a person that likes to have a tentative game plan and this is my tentative game plan thus far. Number 1, right off the bat, we are doing an unmedicated birth. I feel super passionate about this and I'm very excited to get to experience this. We are going to be doing it at a hospital. We our home is a a really good chunk away from a hospital. We live about 40 minutes away from probably like at least t- depending on traffic, 30 to 40 minutes away from a hospital. And Um, I, we're, we're just going to be in a hospital. We're going to be in a hospital, at least for this first birth. Um, and it was also something that Lucas was more comfortable with, with me being in a hospital rather than a home birth. And so for at least our first baby, we are going to do a hospital birth. It is going to be unmedicated. We have, we do not have a traditional OBGYN. We have a midwife that I absolutely love. She has been incredible and I trust her and she's so Educated and knowledgeable and kind, and her demeanor is very gentle. And so I'm super excited to have her deliver our baby. We are, we've just kind of started the topics of possibly also hiring a doula that is, I would say, to be determined amongst conversations between Lucas and I, but that is a conversation on the table. We haven't made a decision about that yet. We are going to be doing delayed cord clamping with. Also, nursing as absolutely soon as possible, right after the delivery, hopefully, um, like literally right after the the delivery, start nursing. And I actually just discussed this with my midwife this morning, that we are going to be laboring at home for as long as possible. Specifically, until my contractions are either at a four one one or a three one one, and what that means is that contractions are either three or four minutes apart, lasting one minute in length for one hour. And so, um, I'm gonna be—I'm personally aiming for that three one one mark. Just get a little bit more um, further along at home, labor in my home with my husband. In you know our very familiar setting before heading to the hospital once we do get to the hospital and also at home as well, my goal is to have a very calm setting now. I know that things can go can change very very quickly, and I'm not so rigid or married to my plans that like that i I can't let anything happen to them like that's not me. When it comes to these plans, these are my tentative plans, but obviously at the end of the day, we're going to do whatever whatever is um, best for baby and for me. However, I really want the experience to be calm. We're going to have low lights. We're, I'm going to be doing some laboring in a tub using essential oils. We're going to be doing intermittent fetal monitoring rather than continual fetal fetal monitoring. And my goal is to be able to be freely moving around. Like, I do not want to be confined to one space. I want to be up. I want to be moving around and free to adjust as uh, as needed. Next, let's chit-chat about some resources that I am using. Sorry, my, my Siri was listening to me on my watch, and so you might have heard her talk there for a moment. I'm going to tell you about some resources that either I am currently using or have used or I'm planning to use when it comes to preparing for birth. We're going to go over... Some books that I um, have in my repertoire, a documentary that I've watched, and my game plan when it comes to a birth class. So the books that I have on my phone right now are, number one, Ina May's Guide to Childbirth. This is an incredible book. Ina May is a midwife that I would say is famous in the United States, even around the world. She has had just such an incredible career when it comes to midwifery work. And she wrote an incredible book that it was a pleasure to listen to. So Ina May's Guide to Childbirth. I'm also using the Mama Natural Week-by-Week Guide to Pregnancy and Childbirth. And that one is really cool because it goes, I mean, as the title says, week by week. And let me actually, um, I'm not even gonna pause the show. I'm just gonna tell you right here uh, as I pull it up on my phone. The author of that, is let's see here, Genevieve Howland, and uh, it, it's an incredible book. She's also very natural minded, which is something that I really align with. And so every single week that I progress in my pregnancy, she has an entire new chapter letting me know, um, like things that are happening, like updates with the baby, and then updates with that I could be expecting with my body as well, as well as several other resources. Um, including the checklist that we have been using or that I've been using with the baby registry. <laughs> I say I've been using because um, I was just adding a whole bunch of things to our registry. As uh, And Lucas was really hands on when it came to like the stroller, when it came to the uh, car seat. And so it's a joint effort lastly the other book that I am currently listening to is called the vaccine Friendly Plan it is by Paul Thomas who is um, an MD and also Jennifer Margulis uh, who has a PhD and this is an incredible book I'm not going to go too deep into vaccines because I know that everybody has their own opinion on them and like it, it can become a political topic However, my purpose in this book is to, Gather factual data that is gathered by studies so that Lucas and I can make an educated decision when it comes to the vaccination game plan for our daughter. And I'm going to leave it at that. It is an incredible read, so much data that is driven by studies. And I'm super, just very impressed with this book. And it's been an incredible resource. Now, Outside of books, I also watched a documentary recently. You can find it on Amazon Prime, and it is called The Business of Being Born. This is, I would say, a pretty quote-unquote famous documentary when it comes to the like unmedicated birth world, and so you may have heard of it, you may not have heard of it, but it's absolutely, in my opinion, worth the watch. And if for nothing else, even if you don't have an idea of like what you want your birth to look like, I'm a big fan of just gathering information and then letting myself and my husband and I make a decision based, an informed decision. That is my my biggest uh, game plan is that I don't want to make a decision blankly. I don't want to make a decision just defaulting to what somebody else says. I want to make a decision that is based up on research academia, and with an actual understanding of what's going on, rather than just defaulting to the status quo. So that's my approach when it comes to vaccines, when it comes to um, hospital birth, the interventions that happen with hospital birth. And one thing I will say with the vaccine friendly plan, uh, which is the book that we were talking about earlier, Dr. Paul Thomas, um, I, I don't know kind of what the current status is there. I think that there was, I, I can't even speak to it because I don't know what it was. I think there was some news Um, when the COVID-19 vaccine came up, he was in the news to some degree. I can't speak to what's necessarily happened, but if you want to do your research on that, go ahead. Um, But there was just, you know, because the the COVID-19 vaccine was so politically driven, of course, um, I'm sure as you can imagine, anybody that challenges the status quo uh, tends to get into some hot water with the media. And so I think that you, that's what you'll find there. Um, can't speak for sure onto any details, but I'll leave it at that. You kind of do your own research. Um, but I highly re- highly would recommend the documentary The Business of Being Born, as well as the books that I just mentioned. Other things that I'm doing, we have not yet taken our birth class. However, I'm kind of thinking between um, the Mama Natural Course, which is, um, of course, by... Genevieve and I believe one other woman who is is a doula right along with her. Um, the Mama Natural course is online, um, or there is a class at the local doula that we may do either. Um, instead of, we'll probably only do one though. To be honest, so it'll be one of those two. I really love the Mama Natural brand, and so I do. I do feel like I am leaning more towards that that course. Other things that I'm doing to prepare is chiropractic care. I'm exercising. My current game plan, and this is after the holidays because I took some time off during the holidays, is to exercise three times a week with a goal of getting um, two to three. I I walk for about 15 minutes before each of one of my three workouts. And then two days a week, I go in. And like yesterday, I went in. I walked for 30 minutes and I rode the bike for 30 minutes. So staying active is important to me. And then also, eating really, really clean. And for me, first off, I want to say I have not been perfect about this. This is something that I am always continually working on, and it is my goal that in the final trimester that I would really have this be a huge priority. Um, I have a background in nutrition. My degree is nutrition and dietetics. I'm not a dietitian, but my nutrition has always been, um, for a long, long time, a big passion of mine. Not perfect by any means, but from now until when she's born, I really have a a heightened awareness of what it is that I'm putting into my body. While we were dealing with nausea for a second, I mean, not, I mean, it was more than a second. It was for like a long time. Nutrition became a little bit challenging to me because certain things just didn't sound good. But now that we are out of that, um, eating really, really clean, eating things that are, my goal is to eat 95% whole foods. I love eating organic, and just really eating foods that are, for lack of a better word, whole. And if we are buying something that has a barcode, Lucas actually found this incredible app. It is called Bobby Approved. It is uh, by a gentleman, I believe his name is Bobby Parrish, and he will actually go through and look at the ingredients on different food labels and tell you if it is A, Bobby Approved, or B, not Bobby Approved, and why, based upon the ingredients that they use. So um, if you can't tell, I'm very keen to holistic, to ho- to natural, to not not excusing medicine, because I absolutely believe that there's a time and a place for medicine, and medicine saves lives. However, my goal is to use medicine if needed, rather than defaulting to um, maybe a conventional way of approaching birth. Now, last our last topics here, we're going to start with the baby shower. I don't have much to tell you yet around the baby shower all other than we're going to have one. It's likely going to be in March. That's all I have. And um, I'm excited for it. So I need to get the registry completed for that. My nesting plans. I am so excited to start nesting. Fun fact, Lucas was kind of like nesting. Like what's nesting? Lucas doesn't have sisters. He doesn't have, have, like he doesn't have any nieces or nephews. And so- this whole concept of like female and like woman and pregnancy and nesting and what's that is just a little bit new to him. So it's been really cool to see him learn and, and grow and just acquire this new information. But nesting uh, was something that I, I was like, well, you know, it's like as you prepare for the birth and, you know, you you go in, you clean, you just kind of make everything. Um, it, it's very primal. Like, like animals do this in the wild and, We mammals as humans do it as well. Um, But my nesting plans. so Lucas is gonna be finishing the nursery at least one month in advance, if not earlier. I'm excited to um, really get things prepared because I love, as you know, I love to have a game plan. Doesn't mean that it has to be followed perfectly to the T, but I love to have some structure that just really works well for me and for my brain. So I'm gonna be making some freezer meals that are really nutrient dense, putting them in our deep freezer, Um, so that we can have some really uh, quick access to really nutritious food. I'm gonna be cleaning, cleaning. I love a clean home. Lucas and I clean every single Sunday and I'm gonna be doing a deep, 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 deep clean of our home in preparation for our baby's arrival. I'm gonna be washing baby clothes. We actually use the brand Molly Suds, super clean, non-toxic brand. And I'm gonna be washing her clothes in that and then just getting her room set up Once Lucas is done with the construction aspect of it. So super excited about that. The last thing we're going to chit chat about, and then we will wrap up this episode. So excited that you guys are here listening to this. Thank you for your interest in it. Is my maternity leave. Now, this is something that honestly I was stressing about a little bit because I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I can't take that much time off. And it's, it's unique because as an entrepreneur, you are in charge of your own schedule, but as a small business owner, and I'm a team of like one, and then I have an ads consultant. Like if I'm not working, like the business really like isn't running. (laughs) And so it's really important that I am either working in the business or that I have a really amazingly structured maternity leave game plan. And I'm really excited that a huge chunk of that maternity leave game plan is set up. It's not all the way complete, but I will tell you what I currently have. So at first, like, I'll be really transparent. I was feeling this pressure to like only take two weeks off. I was like, like, I need to get back to my clients. But the reality is that this is a really sacred time in my life, in my baby's life, in my husband's life. And I don't want to feel like I'm rushing back into work. Um, And nobody's pressuring me to rush back into work. I'll say that right off the bat. It's nobody other than me putting pressure on myself. Um, And so at first I was like, oh, maybe I'll take like two to four weeks. And I've made the decision that I'm absolutely taking four weeks, which I'm super grateful for. And then when I do come back to work after the four weeks, what it will look like is one coaching call per week. And then I'm in the Slack channel like maybe 20 to 30 minutes per day. I check Slack twice a day to support my clients. And so when I come back to work after four weeks, it is very minimal, minimal work. I'm not gonna be jumping back into everything. I'm gonna be jumping back into client work. So I feel so, so good about that game plan. Um, During the four weeks off, I will be having four guest coaches supporting my Powerhouse students. I have three of the four secured And one coach in particular, who is also a guest coach in the program, will be taking over the Slack channel, which I'm so grateful for. I had a meeting um, with that coach this week. We talked it through. This particular coach is very familiar with my curriculum. They're very familiar with my coaching style. And I could not be more just like feeling joyful that that is secure, that is in place. And because it has taken a lot of stress and pressure off of me. Lucas, on the other hand, is going to be home with me for two full weeks, completely off of work. And then he will start going uh, back to work part time, um, easing back into work for an additional two weeks. And then at the four week mark, he will be fully back at work. So that is our game plan. That is what my 26 week pregnancy update when it comes to delivery plan, when it comes to maternity leave. I, I really want to stress that these things are tentative and as with any pregnancy, like the way that my pregnancy is going or, or like the weight that I've gained or my plan with, with uh, birth is unique to me. I don't want you to uh, compare yourself to me and then be like, well, well it doesn't match up with Cami." And I want you to realize that like every woman is unique. Every baby is unique. Every pregnancy is unique. And that is beautiful. So thank you so much again for listening to this 26-week pregnancy update, friend. I'm so excited to be back here. Um, in the new year, this is going to be a really epic, epic year for the business, for my family. And as I was sharing on my Instagram story, 2024 for me and for our family is really all about building three things, faith, health, and wealth. And I just could not be more grateful for the way that is kicking off. I love you. And I'll see you on Monday. Hey, coach. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you got exactly what you needed to hear, even if it stung a little. Every week, I am committed to showing up here on the show and bringing you not one, but two value-packed episodes to help you grow deeper in your faith, build a profitable coaching business, and become an absolute powerhouse at getting high-ticket coaching clients online. And the number one way that you can support the Bible's Babies and Business podcast is by taking 30 seconds to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and then share this show with a friend. Thank you for partnering with me to get these episodes out to as many online coaches as possible, because the world needs more powerhouse women building online coaching businesses for the kingdom of heaven. I appreciate you, I love you, and I'll see you in the next episode.